Hello and welcome to Couch Church. I'm Reverend Cathy Redd. This week, for the third Sunday of Lent, we're going to be reflecting on a reading from the book of Exodus. It comes from Exodus chapter 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honour your father and mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife or male or female slave, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. So as I said, we're going to be reflecting on that reading, and it's a really well-known one, the Ten Commandments. I remember many years ago, back when I was about 18, and I was teaching my very first Sunday school class, I don't think I was a very good Sunday school teacher, but I still remember my most successful lesson. It was the week I taught the children about the Ten Commandments. Those kids, and I guess they were probably about eight years old, they loved the Ten Commandments. They really latched onto it as something concrete that they could do. Those kids were very excited about making a list of the Ten Commandments to take home and, and put on the fridge to remind them. Be polite to your parents. Don't lie. Don't steal things. That's the stuff that even children can really take hold of. And it is easy to think of the Ten Commandments simply as a list of things to do and not to do to keep God happy. Now, back in ancient times, it was very common for kings to have their laws carved on big stone tablets, announcing to the people what they should do and not do to keep the king happy and to avoid punishment. 
And so there's a, a natural temptation to think that that's all the Ten Commandments are. A list of what to do and what not to do to keep God happy and to avoid punishment. And I think that's pretty much what my Sunday school class back in 1978 thought. I prefer the way we teach the commandments to children today in the godly play method. We call the commandments the 10 best ways. The 10 best ways to live in relationship with God and each other. And in this season of Lent, the 10 commandments, the 10 best ways, they can help us to do a kind of audit of how well we are doing in living in relationship with God and each other. How well are we living the 10 best ways? You know, we might be okay with some of the commandments and not so great with others. So let's dive into the commandments. We're gonna go a bit below the surface of them because on the surface, we might feel fairly comfortable that we're doing okay. We probably don't murder people. We probably don't covet our neighbor's donkey. But the Ten Commandments go much deeper than that. And we know this because Jesus taught it. And Jesus taught that when we look at the commandments, they come under two big headings. Love God and love your neighbor. So let's check in with ourselves and with God on how we're doing. Are we loving God? And are we loving our neighbour? Are we living the 10 best ways? So first though, let's pray. Merciful God, as we begin to reflect now on whether we are living your best way, open our minds and our hearts to hear your spirit. Help each one of us to notice what we need to change. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So, let's start with the first four commandments, which are all about loving God. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. What's first place in your life? Is God in first place? Is there something or someone else that comes ahead of God? Now, I'm not saying these things are easy. They're not. And of course, we have many priorities in our lives. But if you think about all of the things that are important in your life, how important is God? Worshipping God, praying, serving God. Number two. You shall not make for yourselves an idol. Now, this is about not making statues or paintings or saying God is, God, this is what God looks like, but it really goes deeper than that. What it's about is this. Don't try to limit God, to put God in a box. A classic example is when we assume that God always agrees with our own opinions. Maybe God does. Maybe God doesn't. And maybe, because we can't limit God, maybe God can hold two different opinions in tension. 
Don't try to limit God, what God thinks or who God loves. Number three, you shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord. This is about so much more than not swearing using God's name. Yes, it's about that, but it's about more. You bear God's name. You are one of God's people. So remember this and act accordingly. So do you act as a person of God? If they were arresting Christians, would there be enough evidence to convict you? The fourth commandment under loving God is this one. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. This isn't so much about all the things we mustn't do on the Sabbath day. It's about gratefully accepting the gift of rest and refreshment which God has given us and taking time to be refreshed with our Creator. Do you take time to rest in God's loving presence? I wonder how you responded to those four. Are there any areas that you need to take to God and work on? Then we come to the six commandments that guide us in loving our neighbour. How are we to show our love <clears throat> for others? First it says, honour your father and mother. Now, this isn't a commandment for kids. It's for adults. It's for everyone, in fact. It's about honouring the elders in the community, their experience and their wisdom, what they have to teach us. Now, some of us might qualify as elders ourselves, but do we honour our own wisdom and experience and the wisdom and experience of other elders around us? Then it says, you shall not murder. Now, Jesus explained very clearly that this commandment is about way more than just not physically murdering someone. He said it means don't even be angry with each other. Don't kill or damage the spirit of another person. Have you damaged the spirit of someone with your words or your actions? You shall not commit adultery. Again, this is much more than it appears on the surface. It's not just saying don't have an affair with someone. Adultery means that you have broken your marriage vow. You've broken your solemn promise. It's about keeping the promises that we make. Do you always honour the promises that you have made? You shall not bear false witness. This is much more than just saying don't tell lies. It's actually about giving testimony in court. This commandment says we are to make sure that everyone receives justice. So do you speak out against corruption and injustice in the world around us? Do you even notice injustice? 
grouping two together next, you shall not steal and you shall not covet. If it's not yours, don't take it. And not only should you not take what's not yours, you shouldn't even want what is not yours. And this can be harder than it seems. Do you ever look at the wealth or home or possessions of someone else, the life of someone else, and wish that they were yours? Be careful of what that might do to your soul. These Ten Commandments don't give us an easy life, but they offer us a way to live the best life. This is how to truly live in relationship with God, loving God and loving all people. So let's just pause and reflect again on the 10 best ways to live. What do you need to work on, to pray about, to ask forgiveness for? God comes first. Don't try to limit God. God has given us his name, so live as people of God. Take time to refresh yourself in the presence of God. Value the lives, the wisdom and the experience of elders in the community. Don't damage other people neither their body nor their spirit. Honour the promises you make. Seek justice for everyone and neither take nor even want what belongs to others. Let's end with a prayer. Merciful God, we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who guides us and shows us where we are not living as you would have us live. We pause now and bring to mind the things that the Spirit has shown us today. Father, forgive us. Make us clean. Help us to change direction. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.